Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome through the Griffin Door, a chapter-by-chapter read-through of the entire Harry Potter book series, from Philosopher's Stone through Deathly Hallows, from The Boy Who Lived to The Flaw in the Plan. We will be covering it all. I'm Jonathan Carlin. And I'm Ben Carlin, and we are, at the very least, self-proclaimed Harry Potter experts. Oh, yeah, self-proclaimed for sure. <laughs> uh, you have possibly come across us before on our YouTube channel, where we are known as the Super Carlin Brothers, where we've amassed an audience of over 2 million subscribers and make fan theories about all of your favorite things. Yeah, from Disney, Star Wars, Pixar, Marvel, we cover it all, but high and away, the fandom we are most known for is Harry Potter. Potter. At this point, I think we have written literally hundreds of fan theories trying to connect as many dots, fill in as many plot holes, and just explain as many things as possible in the wizarding world. And for as many times as I feel like we've read or experienced these books, and at this point it's probably up in the hundreds, I still remember the very first time we ever heard it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so growing up, our dad worked nights. So typically at night, our mom would read us books before bed. But on the weekends, our dad would find like some sort of new novel and would go chapter by chapter with us every night, which meant it could take like weeks, if not months to finish any given book. Although, you know, sometimes if we really begged, he would do like an extra chapter or two, you know, complete with character voices and everything. It was always a very long process, but it gave us lots of time to reflect on each chapter. And it was never more fun or impactful than when we discovered Harry Potter. Yeah, it was hard because typically when you're reading a book, when you finish the chapter, if you want to keep going, you can just keep going. It's not like, you know, TV where it's like one episode week and then you gotta wait but th- this was like reading a book on a tv schedule it really was yeah it was it was the it was the once weekly at night with dad occasion so you were you were inching forward so slowly and i, I think when we started the first two books were already out at the time and as long as it took for us to get through those first two let us up perfectly with when the third book was being released yeah so uh, i don't think we knew it at the time but like to put it simply this experience, this slow rollout, these, uh, you know, weekends reading with dad ended up just changing our lives forever. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's wild. Like, I remember myself in particular, like in my bedroom, I had like a tapestry of Harry on the wall. I had like a, a, a collection of like little wizarding charms, you know, action figures. I like, think you ha- I remember you having action figures from like just just the Harry Potter books, like before there were any movies to go with them. These were just like, you know, fr- f- they, they were based on maybe the cover art or just the descriptions of the characters. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like everybody yeah. looks, everybody looks like just, just like whatever the book depiction of it had been at that point in time. I always feel like those are like possibly like my, my sometime eventual collectors, you know, like, Oh yeah. Like the, these are not like the, out. Yeah. they're not the movie licensed ones. They're, they're the, they're the originals. But the thing that was so outstanding and amazing about this particular experience was just that like for it to have been something that was so prominent to us at such a young age, you know, you, you don't frequently think, uh, or like our parents around us or, or family members, you know, adults in our lives, I'm sure didn't expect that someday this would be what we do for a, for work, for a career. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, at the time, Harry Potter was everywhere. I mean, everyone was like really, really obsessed with it. There was like the midnight parties at the Barnes and Nobles, you know, when the movies were coming out, we'd go see the midnight premieres. I mean, it was absolute Harry Potter mania. So it didn't feel like at the time, maybe we were like more invested than any other given fan. Um, but I think like over time, like because of just the way, the nature of like our family dynamic and um, stuff. It sort of just stuck around maybe a little bit longer or was a little bit more present uh, between books and stuff. Like we would go on car trips or something. And, you know, as parents, we had to drive our, our parents had to drive all the way up from Virginia to New York, like several times a year, if not like to Vermont to visit family or to go on right. vacation or whatever. So it's like a 12 hour car ride both ways that you have to like find ways to entertain the kids. And this was like pre DVD players and stuff. So it was like, what are we, what is something we can all enjoy at once that is good for the entire family and will take the entire trip. And I remember one of dad's best solutions ever was he just went to the library and I think got the uh, like v the um, uh, cassette recordings of the first two Harry Potter books. Yeah, the, the um, Jim Dale narrated yeah, read Harry by Potter by Jim books. Dale. Yep. And man, what an impactful thing that was. I mean, I remember listening to those and thinking it was the best. You know, like we'd, we'd stop for like, we'd go inside and have lunch or something and come back and be like, start, start, start the story again, start the story again. And it was like such a different way to like experience it because at that point we'd already like read all the books. So it was like, this is, this is really cool. And then I remember... Um, that, so that was like a portion of like our childhood. And then I remember going to college and my now wife went to, um, a university that was two hours away from where I was going to school. Right. And so, uh, anytime we had to like go visit each other, it was this like a, this big drive one way or another. So every year for like my birthday or Christmas, she would just get me the next, um, audio book of Harry Potter, like on CD now. Yeah. So which, we like, we upgraded from cassette to CD. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and, and I think, you know, like now in, in the present day, we're so spoiled by like audible and stuff like that, where we're, you know, we've been able to like pick up the collection. But at the time I feel like those CD kits may have cost like 60 to $80 a pop. Like oh, they yeah. were, they were, it was not like an inexpensive way to, uh, to experience the saga. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it came with a, the books got longer and longer. So you might have like a 16 disc set to listen to it and you know you're right we didn't have like uh spotify or anything you, where you just had like endless music anything you could ever want to uh, at any given time it was like i had the cds i had and like rather than listening to music which if you listen to any of our other uh, projects you'll know that me and ben are really bad at music just truly probably yeah, because dreadful. i spent all the time i should have been listening to music just listening to harry potter over and over and over again <laughs> yep absolutely and and in a very similar vein you know for myself this was something that like i i feel like it was interesting because i was i was growing up uh very closely with 
hairy. Like, you know, I, I feel like yeah. I was, I was very much alongside him, you know, for, for the ride as we went. And part of what sort of happened with me, uh, was that like, it, I mean, this was like my, um, like, you know, my, my thing. And like I said, my bedroom was, was decorated and adorned with all of this like Harry Potter stuff. It's what I wanted always. And I think that by the seventh, by the time Deathly Hallows came out, I had almost like found myself in like a position, like transitioning between, you know, um, between high school and college. And, and I like, I sort of fell off of the fandom cart entirely. And, and I went through my college years. And when I came out the other side, you and I started to do this super Carlin Miller's YouTube project together, which sort of like reinvigorated my interest back in it. And, you know, and, and as a result, I got back enamored with the story and, and really started to like examine it through like this, this much more specific lens. Yeah. Um, but what was so amazing about, you know, that in particular was, was very similarly. I remember one day I was at, uh, Starbucks. I was writing a Harry Potter, uh, script just like on my laptop. And, uh, my now wife came to like meet me for like a coffee date, like the first time we ever met. And she comes in and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm actually working on like a Harry Potter script. And she's like, no way. I'm currently planning a Harry Potter party, What? you know? And it was like one of these things where it's just like, oh my gosh, like, like one of the, it was the primary topic of the first time we ever sat down and talked to each other. And it was just like, and and since then, you know, obviously now it's become like a, a prominent part of our relationship as well. Yeah. Through the Gryffindor is sponsored by Better Help. Let me tell you what I wish I had more time between time for family, work, exercise, and household responsibility, life keeps me so busy. So much so that part of my own problem is that even when I do find a window of time to do something just for me, I'm not even sure what I want it to be. Like read a book, take a nap, contemplate the turnings of the world. It's strange, but at some point in time, I may have lost the thread on what I actually want to do with my own time. And that's where therapy can really truly help. It's one of the primary topics I bring up in my own sessions. How do I recognize my own genuine passions versus what I think the world, family, or social media might want me to do. Finding breakthroughs in this department has been massive. It means my downtime is actually refilling my cup compared to being worn out attempting to keep up in the rat race of life. If you're ever finding yourself grappling with something similar, consider therapy with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gryffindor today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gryffindor. Through the Gryffindor is supported by Rosetta Stone. As much as I love getting lost in a fictional world, I also love traveling abroad and getting lost out in the real world. And by getting lost, I of course mean finding adventure. And just like mastering the intricate spells of the wizarding world, learning a new language can be an adventure all on its own. With Rosetta Stone's innovative language learning programs, you can unlock the secrets of communication from the comfort of your own common room. And Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. It's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. I think where I personally always struggled in school trying to learn a new language is the classes were long and my attention simply would drift, but Rosetta Stone provides lessons as short as 10 minutes. You could even do it during your morning commute, making it perfect for 
any attention span. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Through the Gryffindor listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today, today. Through the Gryffindor is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. Okay, so are you guys like me, like where you watch the Avengers, you're like, wow, Nick Fury has no idea how to assemble a team. I would make so many changes. Well, with Marvel Strike Force, you can do just that. Because this game is all about engaging in epic battles, strategically assembling your team of heroes and villains to stop the evil Ultimus. But it is really not just about the battles. I mean, Marvel Strike Force offers an immersive storyline, stunning graphics, and a vast roster of characters to collect an upgrade from Spider-Man to Captain America, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom to Black Panther, the entire Marvel Universe is yours to explore. So seriously, it doesn't even matter if you're a hardcore Marvel fan or not, or whether you're just looking for like an action-packed RPG experience. Download Marvel Strike Force now on the App Store or Google Play Store and join millions of players worldwide and unleash the power of the Marvel Universe on your mobile device. Plus, this is kind of the cool thing and maybe why you want to do it like right now is because the Deadpool anniversary event is going on right now. So there's like weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you receive special awards and skins and all that fun, cool cosmetic upgrade stuff. And and we have a unique promo code for every new user. So please follow the link in our description. That's how they know you came from us and use the promo code MAXPOOL. And once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, Which has been really cool. I mean, it's, just, it's one of those topics that, like, given the opportunity, I've always wanted to talk about, and like, more often than not, people are just Harry Potter fans, and you can bring it up. And it's like to have discovered that it was something we could talk about for a career was absolutely um, amazing. And because we do that now, we're you know in and out of the books all the time. I mean, I reread them frequently. Although I will say, um, since I don't. I can't even remember the last time I read the books from like a physical book itself. Yeah, it's you know? been. It's my 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 uh, Audible library has been almost. It's like if you could burn out a digital file, I feel like I would have done it by now. But yeah. yeah, otherwise it's it's just Audible on repeat. Yeah, that that is my primary way, not just for Harry Potter books, but for reading any book anymore is by listening to it. So, um, and that that leads us all to this project right now through the Gryffindor, where we are going to be doing a chapter by chapter read through every single week, just like our dad used to read us the story when uh, we were kids and we're just going to discuss it and you know pick of see what new things we can pick up uh, this time and we have both purchased you know physical brand new hard copies of the book yep so I've I've already read through the first couple chapters look at you such I, an I know I was trying yep, to get I was yep. like I, was, let me, I, I, you know, I got some free time here maybe I'll do it and, uh, and there's not a single page where I have not like made notes or annotations on the side so I'm like very excited I'm like it is such a different experience reading it hardback and it's like it's like one of those I've listened to it so many times and we've talked about it so many times but there it still feels like there's so much left to like explore or 
discuss or like um, discover. Right. So yeah, I, I think that the, the the premise for this show, if you're listening right now, is that we are aiming to create a podcast basically through the lens of, of two, in, in, in air quotes, self-proclaimed experts on the series, uh, where as we go, we're, we're hoping to uh, find and point out specific details that maybe you've never noticed before, the earliest like aspects of like foreshadowing for future elements in the story, uh, telling as much backstory to the specific characters and like like what is kind of unique about these particular situations as we go. Uh, and as ever, finding our, our glorious, glorious plot holes, which we always mm-hmm. just see as as prime opportunities to to take the rest of the existing canon and, and to try to fill in a way that actually ends up feeling that much more meaningful. Yeah. Can I give you can I give you like a quick like tiny spoiler? One of the first things I noticed was that as we go through. So in the first chapter, there's the there's a sentence uh, about how um, on the dreary Tuesday morning, our story starts or something that yeah, that's, right, it, right. that sentence is in there, which one, it's interesting that the word hour is in there because it's like one of the, va- I think it's the only time you, the reader is referenced as part of the story. Interesting. Yeah. Which I was like that, that sentence stands out a little bit, but then also it says on the Tuesday morning, our story starts, which it, for context, um, it starts the morning after Harry, uh, was attacked by Voldemort. So the day in question is November 1st, 1981. And it says it's a Tuesday morning and it's just not, it's a Sunday morning. If you go back in time and it's like, why did they get this wrong? This makes no sense. And it like continues to not make sense through the chapter because it's like, you realize, Oh, McGonagall's been sitting outside the Dursley's house all day. And it's like, Oh, so she's just cutting class. She's just playing hooky because it's a Tuesday in November. So according to your logic, she should be working at the school. We're working at yeah. Hogwarts working School at the of Hogwarts. Witchcraft and Wizardry. And you might say like, uh, no, but maybe she wasn't a professor. Maybe she didn't work there yet, which, yes, of course she did. And Dumbledore shows up in the chapter and calls her professor. And you might say, oh, but people have been celebrating all day. Like, they, 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 they had the day off because Voldemort fell, except the reason McGonagall's there is to get confirmation from Dumbledore that that's true. And the only person who would have given her the day off would have been Dumbledore. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's like you skipped class, McGonagall. Come Class, on to you, classic McGonagall. Yeah, you, like, just known for known mm-hmm. for for kind of stepping out there. Yeah. yeah, no, the 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 days, uh, historically speaking, are are always a little bit wimbly wombly at oh, best. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it, the the <laughs> September first when they get aboard the Hogwarts Express is I think always a Monday. And it's always a Sunday because the next uh, morning is always, always a, Monday. Yeah, right, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it's always a Sunday. So that's that's like one of those where it's like. <laughs> This, this works out awfully yeah. conveniently, oh, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but like not not details to be hung up on, not, nothing to be nothing to be lost along the way. Just simply, I mean, it makes sense. Like when you think of like the start of school, like you want like the firm September first date, but like if they board on September first and it's like a Thursday and then they go to school for like Friday and then right. it's weekend, I don't know, it's yeah. like one of those like <laughs> all right, now we're just in the technicality right. weeds. But right, it's like really they probably just want to start the first week of September and uh, whatever date that happens to be. It doesn't always have to be September 1st, but for some reason uh, they decided it didn't need to be September 1st. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So anyway, um, as as we go through the story, that says that's just a taster of, of uh, how we'll go about dissecting the story as we go. Uh, I also think it'd be really fun to revisit all of our old theories. I mean, we have probably... I mean, well over 200, if not more than if that. More, um, yeah, Harry Potter like theories, different, different related fan theories. So as as we sort of like step into each thing, or we get clues that sort of might start setting up one of those concepts, we'll we'll delve into that quite a bit. Um, 
And what else was I going to say? Well, I can tell you uh, when this is episode zero, episode one should be launching very soon on October 1st. Yeah, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. So October 1st, uh, the game plan is to have the first three chapters all available wherever pods are cast. Right. So yeah, if, if you didn't catch that, uh, first of all, make sure if you're listening to this now, episode zero, make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever it is on whatever podcast player you're on so that you get a notification when the first episode drops. And we will not just be dropping one episode on October 1st. We will be dropping the first three episodes. So you'll be able to listen to uh, us discuss the first three chapters of Philosopher's Stone. And then from there on out, we will go uh, one chapter per week until we finish all seven books. Here's a trivia question for you. Do you know how many chapters total there are? Oh my gosh, I do not know. Do you have a guess? Do you have a guess? Uh, I know. I know the answer. You know the answer? I mean, the first one is 17. I know there's 17 in the first book, and I know everyone after that is more, so it's gotta be, oh gosh, like 250 or something? Ooh, it's less, actually. Is it? Okay. It is less. Yes, it is 198 and an epilogue. 198 plus epilogue. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, so there's there's lots of lots of ground to cover, plenty of plenty of headway left. Yeah, before plenty us. of headway. We got like four years of podcasting to go. There you go. So <laughs> just just hop along for the ride. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoy, and hopefully we can uh, shed some light on a uh, story that no doubt you have already loved yourself. Yes, and uh, feel free to uh, read along with us. We'll of course be you know answering uh, listener questions and reading all sorts of reviews and things like that. So uh, we hope. It's a really interactive experience between us and you guys. And I am so excited to get started one more time on October 1st with the first three episodes. There we go. Until next time. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.